So you say you want a revolution. Well, you know, we all want the ability to manipulate the will of others with a single gaze. We watched Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion, and we're here to answer the question, was it a kawaii disappointment? Hello everyone and welcome back to Quiet Disappointment, your weekly journey through the worlds of anime. With you as always is me, your host, producer, Weeb of All Trades, and mastermind revolutionary, PJ. And me, your super sweet, fully blind, little sister, Skylar. And joining us today, as always, is our dear friend and newest member of the Ashford Academy, blissfully unaware of the world around her, Lauren. Hello! When I was in college and I was writing essays, I definitely put that one random sentence that made no sense in the middle of the essay to see if my teachers were really reading, and they weren't. Con- is full this confession. About the title of the anime? <laughs> just maybe, maybe just a little bit. <laughs> Everything about this title makes complete sense. Okay, There's a code. We'll get there. it's Gias, and it's a rebellion. Sure. Um, Lelouch. <laughs> like, I, every part of this sentence makes complete sense as we are kicking off okay. next month with Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion. So Lauren, tell me, when you heard that name that clearly made no sense to you, what mm-hmm. did you think it meant and what was it about? Um, I definitely had to wade through the meme of that woman who has like all of those equations superimposed over her face where she's just trying to figure it out. And then I sat there with myself for like, a bit. Um, but then I think that this is going to be, you know, what people have been saying for generations. And it's finally happened. The computers finally took over. All of tech finally took over the world. And so now humanity is being hunted. But we're going to fight back with what? More tech, because that's what we do. So robots get into a fight with each other. Some of them are piloted by humans. Those are the good ones. And then some of them are just strictly all tech. Those are the bad ones. And oh. it's a battle royale to see if the robots or humanity is going to win. Now, there's a few different parts of this name that I don't feel like you really touched on. Sure. Which were Gaos and Lelouch. That's because I don't know what they are. So Gaos is clearly the code that the robots are implementing to take out all of humanity. And Lelouch is the code that the humans are using to fight back against the robots. They're nonsense (laughs) words. What a cop out of an answer. They're nonsense words. You know, there are character names in books that I'm reading. I'm like, I don't know how to pronounce that. That's just G. All right, moving forward. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's absolutely terrible. All right. Uh, moving on to the poster. What are your thoughts once you saw the poster? Okay. So I'm sticking with my theory because what else do I have to go on these days? So this man with a very dramatic cape front and center is clearly, yeah, he's the leader of our human rebellion. So he's um, he's a human, clearly. He is our little tech genius who's cracked the code how to have humanity be at the top of the food chain again. So he's like our last hope for survival. And the robots on the left of him are clear, or I guess his right, our left, that's clearly his handiwork. Like those are the bots that he's built so that we can climb into those and fight back against the evil AI tech that has taken over the world. The green haired lady in the background is such an interesting twist to this because she looks so much more natural and less technological. Um, so I'm saying that she's been kidnapped by the robots 
and our humans are trying to get her back. She's inspired our cape man to build tech with more nature in mind as opposed to like pure tech, you know, so they will mimic animal movements out in nature and they'll, you know, they're more biologically built, whereas the tech evil robots are strictly just tech. So she's inspired him to be like, look to nature to like help out with the rebellion. And now they're trying to get her back because her idea was too good. And then we have so many people on this poster. The girl in the uniform with her like hair down and her eyes closed, what have you. She was born into this tech overlord world and has trying to now unlearn all the propaganda that she's been taught in school about like the benevolent tech gods and what have you. Um, She's just trying her best. And she's the sister of the green haired girl. The older man is the oldest person in the human rebellion. So he is naturally like the group leader and he just has a lot of knowledge and he'll help our cape man as he builds his tech coming, you know, he has the history. So now he, the cape man is building his tech based on the history and the advice of the green haired girl. The lady with the side ponytail is going to die. R.I.P. Sorry, that's just anime rules. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, but before she dies, she's definitely the best robot driver in town. She's very competent. She absolutely kicks everybody's ass. And she probably sacrifices herself to save her friends. Again, side ponytail. I don't make the rules. This is just this is just what happens. <laughs> the man who is clearly not amused at all with like the purple, I guess it's purplish hair. The coiffed um, hair. The coiffed hair. That is a great word for it. Yes. He is the second best pilot. He's super pissed off that he's not the best. I'm thinking he's probably the one that the side ponytail lady makes the sacrifice play for. And then he like really starts to question his role in the world and like what it means to be the best. And he it's not being the best for being the best sake. Like you have to be you have to be more than just a good pilot to be a success in this rebellion. So he's going to go through a big transformation. The pink haired girl below them kind of like off to the side here. She is the newest kid in town and she definitely wants to kick some robot ass and has like so much energy. Think of a non-annoying like Aaron from Attack on Titan who's just angry at the bots but channels it into <laughs> into getting rid of them and is not super annoying about it. I appreciate that distinction. Thank you. And then last but not least is this very determined brown haired man in the front in like a suit. And he's clearly your antagonist, right? Because he's like part of the group of humans who are saying it's going to be easier if we surrender to the robots. They just they like know best. And we're just weak, meager humans. What do we know? So he's the one who's like spreading the propaganda to other humans saying the the machines know best. We don't know anything. And he's hoping to suppress the Lelouch rebellion that's happening in humanity's side of the world. Okay. okay. So, I mean, yeah, this, I, this, it's a very fleshed out uh, story. You know, it's basically like kind of the Matrix. Yeah, this is getting, it's, it's very Ghost in the Shell. Okay, you know what? I'm very, you know, there's so much detail to that that I'm so, mm-hmm. I'm so excited to watch all of that play out. So why don't we get to that by going straight into watching episodes one and two of Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion, and we'll be right back. So stay tuned, everyone. Yeah. <sighs> 
All right, we're back. We had Lauren watch episodes one and two of Code Chaos, Lelouch of the Rebellion. Lauren, tell me, what did you think? I have so many questions. Like, is is this the darkest timeline? Are we in a multiverse of madness? It was just, it was such a wild ride. It was, there was like a lot of blatant genocide that was really rough. Um, and a lot of mind games. It was so layered. I, I had a good time, but I feel like I need to go back and watch it again because I yeah, think I, I missed something. I absolutely love this show. I put off watching this show for a long time, literally just because I knew I would like it so much that mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to stop watching it. Honestly, and I started watching same. it for this episode because like I hadn't watched it yet. I just always knew about it. Mm-hmm. And I like literally couldn't stop. Like I was like, fuck, this is so good. It's so good. And I knew it was going to be. I do want to call Lauren out just a little bit because this is how I know that Lauren, when she plays Dungeons and Dragons, is not like super paying attention to what spell to pick in the next level (laughs) because if she did she would easily know what chaos was because chaos is also a DD spell is it yes what is it oh my god see this again like i said this is uh, this is how i know so chaos is actually an old um i think it's irish or scottish word okay uh so it is basic so the the origin of chaos i'll actually pull it up so that i'm not just speaking out of my ass chaos in irish folklore is basically like it's a bit of like a type of curse but it's all it's like a promise it's uh like a vow that Mm. you have to you have to commit to and if you don't commit to it you're like you basically will probably die it's the unbreakable vow yeah kind of and then there's a spell in DD that is also chaos you know you basically place a magical command on a creature uh it's a fifth level spell and they they have to commit to doing the action or they take 5d10 psychic damage every time they try to do anything other than that so you know chaos is irish folklore and then obviously became a thing in D, but it, it's general that's what it is right so clearly his ability is that he can will people to do what he wants mm-hmm. he is mm-hmm. putting a chaos on them right i said hypnosis so i was basically right eh, kind of kind of no, i know <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and then obviously Lelouch is the guy. Lelouch yes. is the guy. Actually, That's the um, because I had originally looked it up. So uh, the French origin of Lelouch means shady one or suspicious. And then the African origin means sacrifice or lamb. Well, and I mean, it's interesting because a lot of... Uh, I mean, obviously colonization, a lot of, uh, especially like Northern Central African derives mm-hmm. from French. Mm-hmm. So it's interesting that, that like how the word changed uh, mm-hmm. through travel. But yeah, no, obviously. So that, this is where I was like, um, everything in this means, means something, Lord. It did. <laughs> like, and now I you know. know what a code is. I did. I knew what code was. And I knew what a rebellion was. And that was it. That was it. Listen, I go into these as blind as I can. I'll remember that there were suits uh, you know, of robot suits that we climb into and fight each other. And I'll be like, that's the spell, right? That's and it, right? I will right? immediately just uh, kill off your character. You'll be like, glad you didn't retain any of this. Is that a- <laughs> Who are you, Skylar? <laughs> is, is that a promise? Is that a gay ass from you, PJ? That if I do this yeah. in D&D, you will kill me off? No, because I can't, you can't gay ass yourself. I wish you could gay ass yourself. Oh my God. If I could gay ass <laughs> myself, I would I would be li- living life on easy street. <laughs> I would just really be like, I would look out. in a mirror and I would be like, you're going to eat 1500 calories a day. You're going to work out every other day and be cool with it. Get rid of your ADD and like actually be able to stay focused on task. It'd be over for all of you. You know, there are probably drugs I would be that can Lelouch. help with like all of I that. I would be Lelouch. Adderall? <laughs> 
I'd be top dog up in this piece. You already are top dog. Absolutely not. And even if I was, this is only like one tenth of my power. You're like Lucy it's- from the movie Lucy. Oh my Scarlett god! <laughs> we're not doing we're not doing the ten percent brain debate here. No, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> no. All right, so let's talk about Code Geass a little bit. So Code Geass is an original anime directed by Goro Taniguchi and written by Ichiro Okuichi with character designs by Clamp. The anime ran for two seasons from October two thousand six to September two thousand eight and was produced by Studio Sunrise for JNN for fifty episodes. There were also four OVAs: Black Rebellion, Zero Requiem, Nunnally in One. Nenali in Wonderland and Akito the Exiled. Wow. Five light novel series, four manga adaptations, two spin-off manga adaptations, several audio dramas, and four video games. There was also a series of films, uh, Code Geass, Alosha of the Rebellion, Initiation, Transgression, and Glorification, which acted as retellings of the series while also slightly rewriting things to distinguish their story into its own timeline, including a sequel film unique to this timeline called Lelouch of the Resurrection, uh, the original mm-hmm. series releasing between 2017 and 2018, and the sequel in 2019. With that, let's jump in episode one and two. The story follows Lelouch v. Britannia, exiled prince of Britannia, who is living under the identity Lelouch Lampa. Rouge. His former identity was declared dead seven years ago when Britannia conquered Japan, now renamed Area 11. In the present, Lelouch is trapped inside an anti-government rebel truck as it flees from the Britannian military after stealing a container of poison gas. During the pursuit, Lelouch is reunited with his Japanese friend Suzuko Kururugi, who is part of the military. The container opens and reveals a girl with green hair, causing Suzaku's superior to issue an execution order on all witnesses. Suzuku refuses and is shot while Lelouch flees with the girl. Cornered by the military, the girl gives Lelouch a power called Geass before dying. With it, Lelouch commands his attackers to kill themselves. Lelouch is questioned by Vileta Nu about the dead soldiers. Using Geass, he orders her to give him her nightmare frame, a giant mechanical robot. Lelouch then leads a terrorist group to combat Vice Clovis La Britannia's army, forcing them to utilize the experimental nightmare frame Lancelot piloted by Suzuku. The Lancelot defeats a rebel group while Lelouch holds Clovis at gunpoint and orders him to withdraw his army. And that's episodes one and two of Code Geass Lelouch of the Rebellion. Honestly, yeah, without the context of watching the two episodes, it does sound like a bunch of nonsense words if you're not paying close attention. So well, I mean... All words are nonsense until you learn what they mean. Yeah, says Lauren, who was like, none of this applies to me because I couldn't understand what the title meant. It's true. But then I now know (laughs) what the title meant and it makes more sense. God, honestly, I had so much fun. Mm -hmm. I I knew that I was going to like this a lot. And it was kind of like similar to PJ where it was just like, I'm just not ready for it. And it's like fine because I know eventually we're going to have to watch it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, damn, (laughs) I have to decide between this and Stranger Things. Shit. (laughs) And you know what? Code Gas is also just, it's one of the most iconic. Like it's so famous. It's got such a huge following. And it's almost like the, um, it's almost like the sixth sense of the anime world where Mm -hmm. unless you know nothing about anime a la lauren that's me um, you've probably had the ending spoiled for you oh because it's such an iconic ending like it is it is the sixth sense of like everyone knows you know spoilers for sixth sense everyone has been told at one point like yeah bruce willis was a ghost you know it was him and And, you know, it's such a big reveal when you first watch it, but there's so many people who have never watched it that know that reveal. And then mm-hmm. it's like, well, damn. Code Chaos's ending 
is that, I'd say, for anime, at least for me, where, like, everyone that knows anything about Code Geass knows the ending to Code Geass without even Mm -hmm. watching it. Um, Fun fact for me, I misunderstood that people were saying Bruce Willis was dead the whole time, so I thought Haley Joe Osmond was dead the whole time. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) It's so when Bruce Willis was revealed, because, again, I was a child, I was like, oh, what? What? I was lied to, and my mom was like, no. <laughs> you actively weren't. But you know what? It helped you, right? It helped you actually be surprised. Yeah. yeah it, it kept the mystery for you, because you were like, I thought I solved this one already. <laughs> Haley Joe Osma of the Country Bears fame. Yes. Nope. Oh. The only thing he is famous for. <laughs> That's Not my all most famous video as. game character ever. <laughs> yeah. So, Lauren, what did you think? I, oh God, this was such a wild ride. Um, I liked it a lot. It was very fast paced. So I like, I can never look away anyway, because I'm watching or reading the subtitles. But um, I really couldn't look away in this one, because just so much happened so quickly. And yeah, Yeah. no, I really enjoyed it, though. I was actually going to ask Skylar what she thought of the art style for this, because it's so unique. So, um, it's okay. Okay. So like, I like it. Um, as I was like skimming through videos and stuff, um, a lot of the comments were like, you cannot tell me that these kids are not on average seven feet tall. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like, there are a lot of elements of clamp. So it's something that I I was going like, to say, I was like, if you talk to. shit on this, we're about to fucking fight because, you know, I'm a stand for Clamp's designs. Yeah. Uh, Clamp has the very, like, very 70s bell-bottom, like, silhouettes. They <laughs> like, love yes. a flared pant. They love a flared Come pant on, and flared their pants. shoes are all really big. And chonky. And they love drawing their faces with this weird shape. Yeah. With huge I love it. eyes. I think the first time I ever saw like the designs for it, I was just like, I'm not interested. It looks kind of unattractive um, animation wise. And this was years ago, probably mm-hmm. like uh, like ninth grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but like as I go through like a lot more like clamp um, when I was reading, you know, through high school and stuff, it, it's something that I'm used to and I do like it and it does um, set itself apart from a lot of different anime. Yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I just, yeah, I really like the design. I, I just also, I mean, obviously, like, to jump off the design, I really also love the writing of this. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think it's the strongest suit is I love the storytelling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, definitely. The idea is very fascinating. And obviously, the show grows a lot. And it's really about Lelouch, you know, and his rebellion. <laughs> it is. Yeah, very much. <laughs> it's in the title. <laughs> It's you know, so funny. but it's very interesting just in the way it handles kind of the way society is laid out and mm-hmm. the, you know, Britannia's control over Japan. And I mean, this is a thing that we see obviously in real life, unfortunately, but we see in a lot of anime too, is that like, you know, there's the superior race and the inferior race and the inferior race is, um, you know, definitely under control, definitely has like some sort of code name and is like, 
they're given like positions of power in the military in honor to like show that they're worthy of maybe one day becoming as human as like the superiors which the happens here immigrant. with the you know yeah exactly well it happens here with the 11s mm-hmm. and you know they have the like go out and die for your country and maybe you could be like actual Britannians and you see things like that in like Attack on Titan mm-hmm. uh, it happens in Attack on Titan I mean a show we're doing later this month 86 basically completely revolves around this idea Oh. Um, so, you know, I love that concept and I love um kind of just how brutal this show is. You yeah, know, it's like super the, brutal. like I don't think anyone expects that at like the second Clovis things start going south for Clovis, he's like, cool, kill every single fucking Japanese person in the ghetto. Like hey, no it witnesses was yeah. intense. And, and and you know, you see it. Like it's like not like, oh, and then like it cuts away. Like it's like you see these like this elderly couple start trying to run away and then just get gunned down. <laughs> and you <laughs> see it everyone just being taken out. And it just shows the brutality of the Britannian government and why that rebellion is necessary, you know? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. And it's, I kind of also, and I, I feel like someone could dislike this. Not that I've ever heard anyone say it, but I feel like someone could dislike it. But I love that it's juxtaposed by how idyllic the world is for his friends at the same time. Right. You know, they over at the academy. Big, and like he's school. literally calling them and she's having like this, you know, she just got done working out and like they're all just like watching TV after like a shower. And he's like, hey, is there anything about the massacre on the TV? Without saying that on mm-hmm. the TV. And she's like, nope, just traffic jams. Where are you? And she's like, nothing. Bye. Don't worry about it. <laughs> in in the know. traffic jam. But like that's. I mean, real life, that's also true to real life, you know, like, yeah, uh, it's, it's, we are very desensitized, right? Like we are sitting here watching like this anime and having a good time and enjoying ourselves and talking about it while there are tragedies happening in the world, right? So and many that, school that, shootings. That is the juxtaposition of life, right? And you kind of, it's part of accepting the multitudes of society, mm-hmm. but I do think what Lelouch of the rebellion does well is kind of being like, no, someone needs to be like, no, this can't happen. And it's not going to happen just by campaigning or protesting. Like you have to take action, which mm-hmm. I think is an unfortunate reality, right? Like I look at society as it is right now. It's even in like America. Right. And I mean, honestly, I would say maybe even especially in America where everything has just kind of gone to shit you know and there's a school there's a new mass shooting every day and all these terrible things are happening and nothing is ever getting better and you know there's protests and calls to vote and all this stuff but the system itself has kind of fallen to disrepair and corruption and the only way that i think america will ever be fixed is by a mass uprising in how people view things it doesn't have to be a revolution but it would have to be like a large cultural shift and you know it doesn't happen through protests it doesn't happen through door-to-door you know it happens through action violence and money i mean unfortunately it's a lot of it right like every right you've ever gained as a person came from someone's loss right Mm -hmm. workers being killed literally killed for fighting for workers rights and even just like the stonewall riots to give to give rights to a lot of lgbtq plus people like Mm -hmm. change never comes from nothing and that's what i think this is painting really well at the same time i also really love lelouch already as a protagonist because lelouch i think the 
best parallel I can write for Lelouch. He is like Light Yagami if he was not a sociopath. Right. That's so true, though. You know, because they have the same goal, right? They're both seeing these terrible things happening and they're given the power to change it. Mm-hmm. But Light is like, cool, I will become god of this new world. And Lelouch <laughs> mm-hmm. is like, how do I actually change this world? So that and it's, yeah, it, better. And, you know, obviously, if you've seen more of the show, you know that there there's a little bit of, like, waning in that morality throughout the show. But, like, I think that's part of it, right? I think in order to be able to sit there and be like, I'm going to be the leader that is going to rewrite how the world behaves and acts and create a, a, a nation of peace, you have to make very very rough and very hard decisions there will never be a method of change at this scale that does not come with bloodshed nope certainly not Mm -hmm. and it's rough right but it's like that necessary sacrifice so in that like opening scene where you see shit go down as their kids and he's just like proclaiming how he's gonna kill Britannians and stuff I was like ah god damn it is Lelouch Aaron Yeager (laughs) before Aaron Yeager and I was uh, pleasantly surprised. He's not. He's like way He's better. Not. He's super cool. This is like the second Aaron Yeager bash this episode. <laughs> <laughs> There's probably going to be a lot, I assume, this whole month just because, you know, this is very heavy material you can argue that attack on titan is just about uh organic mechas essentially yeah honestly yeah these big humanoid gross things you know creatures inside you know there's a person inside of it piloting it essentially right yeah yeah Uh, attack on titan might be uh organic mecha anime hot take (laughs) hot take Konnichiwa, my fellow weebs. We hope you're enjoying the first episode of Mega Month. No big news this week, just a thank you as always for tuning in. However, if you're still craving more kawaii disappointment, head on over to our Patreon after this episode to listen to all of our bonus content. Tomorrow we'll be dropping our Summer Kawaii Desu Season Preview, where I have Lord and Skylar make rapid-fire predictions on what all of the new series in the Summer 22 anime lineup will be about. Some are insanely spot on, but most are hilariously wrong, both making for a great time. If you're interested in that episode or any other episode we've released or any we have planned to come down the pipeline, you can find us on Patreon by searching Kawaii Disappointment or by going to patreon.com slash kawaiidesupod. A special shout out to our wonderful patrons, starting off with our eternal Desu patrons, our $8 tier, the amazing Skullbosh and incomparable Alex J. They're not alone though as we also have our amazing Super Desu patrons, our $5 tier, Nene Killua, Magical Girl Charlotte, Rebelin and Isekai, and Jellums. And our Kawaii Desu patron, our $3 tier, Eliza L. You're all pretty Kawaii Desu in my book. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at KawaiiDesuPod, or go to KawaiiDesuPod.com for links to those socials as well as all of our episodes. That's K-A-W-A-I-I-D-E-S-U-P-O-D.com. Spread the word about us, and if you feel so inclined, leave a review on iTunes, rate us five stars on Spotify, or wherever you listen to us. It really does help! Special shout out to Alfonso Luck, Jerome Shaw, and Adrian Gates for leaving five-star reviews on the iTunes recently. We will see you all again later this week as we continue through Mecha Month with our Gold Star anime for July 86. Now, back to the podcast. But, you know, and it, you know it's fucking wild, and I love 
when stories take this turn is that you have, you know, the return of Suzuku uh, and oh, you have very yeah. little connection to it. But then when he gets shot, you're like, oh, fuck. And same thing when, oh, my God, when I mean, you don't know her name yet. But, you know, when you do have the green haired girl get shot i've just murdered and you're like what the fuck is happening right and and but you know it is like when suzuku comes back piloting lancelot you have the clear like conflict between him and lelouch and you know that if they were to both be out of these suits they wouldn't have that conflict Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right yeah and that's always a very interesting storytelling method but i also love the contrast of lelouch being a full-blooded britannian literal heir to the britannian throne Mm-hmm. fighting on the side of the rebellion while uh, Suzuku, a full-blooded Japanese person fighting for, for the Britannian, Britannian government. It's mm-hmm. a very interesting dichotomy. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, but you can see that um, unlike a lot of the other Britannians, um, including Side Ponytail Girl and Coiffed Haired Man, who were like monsters, um, Suzuku still has that humanity. You oh, know? yeah, I like how they were all shocked that he like stopped to save someone who was about to die. Yes, because yeah. they didn't like, love about that. Did he? Did he stop to save someone? Like, uh, like he's what just the hell's wasting up with that? time. Yeah, but I love that that storytelling for him because it shows that even in the midst of battle Suzuku's mind is still on protecting people you know well I mean that's probably like just you know part of indoctrination brainwashing it's just like oh you're here to save you know society and protect society um regardless of what side it is but they're just like yeah just fucking murder everyone like all these enemies they're faceless because they're like in the nightmares and stuff it's like but they all you know have families and are people but you know is it was really rough to watch the the genocide call go out and then watching everyone just getting annihilated but all of the soldiers didn't bat an eye there was even some who like took pleasure in it and i was like this is i know this is realistic and it's hitting very close to home with everything that's happening in the world and um this is rough this really reminds me of full metal alchemist brotherhood there is um a race that is basically genocide and we say basically i mean like fully genocide (laughs) this reminds me of another time genocide happened <laughs> Within anime. Oh no, but God. like, I think it does a really good job really showing like the horrors and just like um, how certain people react to it. Some people are revolted because they, and you know, repulsed that they're taking human life, and other people see it as just like a game because they see them as basically just animals, not like, yeah, they're as not people. real people. Yeah. Great storytelling, very rough to watch. What I like too about it is it's, it's like really sad and it like in concept is very violent, but it's not gushing geysers of blood everywhere. It's not gruesome. It's not, yeah, it's not gory. Yeah. I noticed this is very off topic, but in the middle of like the big robot fight, the the music was like a, a harpsichord. <laughs> it was my first time hearing a harpsichord fight song, but I was super into it. I have to rewatch it because I like don't recall that. Oh, but I was so I engrossed in the fight that I I might have not even noticed. Right. I was like, this is a cool fight. Is that is that a harpsichord? <laughs> Obviously, this is our first anime in Mecha Month. Yes. Lauren, do you did you understand 
prior to watching this what a mecha was. No. So with the term mecha, I was like, robots? Okay. And then watching this, I was like, this is Neon Genesis Evangelion. Which is a mecha anime. Which is, yeah, which is a mecha anime, which I didn't realize at the time. So now I know it's not, it's not Rage Against the Machine. It's Florence and the Machine. You know, they're working together. Yeah. You figured it out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So this was not my first mecha anime that I've seen. I mean, it's but, a little Rage Against the Machine in concept. Because mechas are everywhere in media, but I guess, but I think like outside of Japanese media, you don't really get the term for like mechas. Because no. like Power Rangers has been, Voltron is a mecha series. A, a, a big robot doesn't make it a mecha anime, right? Because Transformers right. isn't a mecha story because no one's piloting the giant robots. Pi- the robots are piloting themselves. Yeah. Okay. So like that's that's what a mecha is. It's a big robot being I piloted. I might be wrong here, and I invite our listeners to correct me. Uh, because I the way I've always understood mecha is things like Gundam, Voltron, uh, even even your like Super Sentai shows with like your your Zords and stuff. Um, is that it is people piloting giant robots. Um, and that's what this month is obviously based around. But obviously, then if you look at things like Transformers, I wouldn't count that unless there's like a Transformers derivative that does include people piloting the Transformers. But as far as I know, that isn't a thing. But then you can look at things like the Big O. That's also a mecha anime and stuff like that. So interesting stuff. Very interesting stuff. I thought mm-hmm. it was just going to be straight robots, but they are robots Queer with a robots. inside. <laughs> They're not straight. They're queer. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. We're inclusive here. I mean, um, Lelouch is a little, like, you know, there's a little bit of tension between Lelouch and Suzuku. I was going to say, Lelouch and that cape, there's a lot of flair. Oh, I, it would not surprise me if that boy was somewhere in the LGBTQ plus world umbrella i'm sure he is yeah yeah it seems like both of the girls in like at least in episode one and two you definitely get the vibe that like everyone in the student council is kind of attracted to lelouch mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> yes uh. oh my god the you touched on this briefly pj with the like duality in life and how some people are like completely unaware of the disaster that's happening and other people are encountering these these monstrosities but when lelouch is trying to like help and like you know get these people out of a a damaged vehicle and his friends just sitting there like we're gonna be late for school i was like this is big hermione granger vibes (laughs) i like um because his name is like rivals but it's spelled like rivals with a z (laughs) you know like when i first saw it in the subtitles i was like is this motherfucker's name rivals and then then when he's like rivals and i was like okay i guess that makes more sense um so so i want to share some yeah So I want to share some fun facts about, like, this world. Um, So obviously, like, this is, like, alternate history, right? So when you hear Britannia, what what do you think it's made up of? England and Ireland and Scotland. And then they, for a bit, had some, some, um, they conquered some of, like, Africa and India. So they had, they had a lot going for them. And for a while. Fucking wrong, Lauren. Oh, okay. Wrong as hell. (laughs) 
So, if you've ever read the world, the book 1984 by oh, George God. Orwell, you know a little bit about the three world powers. So, you have the Holy Britannian Empire, the Chinese Federation, and the Europa United. So, this story takes place in a world where there are only three major world superpowers, and that is them. The Holy Britannian Empire conquested Japan in 2010, like they said, and took over them, made them Area 11. So, the point of divergence in this timeline where, like, we got to this, like, basically all of history is the exact same as our world up until one point, and that's where everything starts to change. And I, and there's so many different points, right, where something like that could have happened. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. But there's one very famous thing that never happened in in English history that had it happened, it was the point of divergence. I don't think you guys will guess it, but I want to see if you guys can guess it. So this is a thing that never happened in English happen? history. Famously did not happen in English history. And when it did happen, we got this timeline. England winning the Afghanistan war. Scott, do you have a guess? Um, It's something you're very familiar with. Me? Yep. Oh, oh no. <laughs> now I'm the woman with the equation overlay. <laughs> I'll tell you, King Henry VIII had a male heir. Oh, oh. fuck. <laughs> Not me about to be like, America never separated from the UK. I'm just saying, he did have a son. Very sickly. He did. Yeah, not not one that became fucking King Skyler. Yeah, yeah. So he had a male heir. He had King Henry the Ninth, uh, which changed the course of history. And actually, that didn't still lead to to Britannia be because obviously we have Britannia and the Europa united. What actually happened was later on, Queen Elizabeth the Third was defe- defeated by Napoleon at the Battle of Trafalgar, and the Queen fled to the American colonies and established Britannia in the Americas. So actually, Britannia is the Americas. And then the Chinese Federation is basically all of Asia, except for Japan. And then the Europa United is Europe and Africa. Got it. Got it. So um, I feel like there's so many stories within like Japanese media about Japan being like colonized, whereas like Japan was like a huge, huge power that was colonizing other places and they like actively use anime to rebrand themselves yeah it's true japan is uh is definitely a huge colonizer that's why the koreans hate the japanese (laughs) and the chinese as well i world war ii was rough man yeah but yeah they i mean yeah it's interesting that they paint themselves as like the subjugated class here but obviously like right we're talking about the stories of an individual versus like the representation of the nation they're in right right Mm -hmm. so that's complicated like i'm not sitting here being like yes this is propaganda by ichiro okuichi like he might have just been like this is an interesting story for me to tell right yeah 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 and right like i do like kind of like the reclamation of like their identity as japanese people because they're just called like 11s 11s right mm-hmm. 11zs mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god but yes all of that said obviously code gas just it's such an amazing story i feel like i basically went on like a mini monologue about everything that i thought was great about it already but it was you know all good points it's a great anime 
honestly, I do love how fast paced it is, but it's still like like legible. <laughs> is that the word? Like yeah. you can retain what you're seeing. Like it's not like it's not breakneck some, speed. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. not like oh, so much is happening. I need to take a moment to like sort my thoughts. It's very like all right, we're on this ride. Let's but it go. Is, yeah, but it is definitely fast enough that like if you were to like look at your phone because you got a notification, you'd be like shit. I have to rewind ten seconds. What the fuck did I just miss? <laughs> Thank God for that ten second button. Let me tell you. Honestly, oh, oh those two boys are in love, right? Yes. I mean, yes, yes. Right? absolutely. Yeah, obviously, yes, obviously. When he was like. I won't kill him. I was like, Ugh. oh my God. <laughs> oh my goodness. God, not me catching feels this early. <laughs> all right. But yes, obviously all of that was great. The The robot fights were great. The actual nightmares were such a cool design. Oh, oh yeah. Super cool. And I like that they're not like huge. You but know what I mean? Pre- they're clearly like twice as, like they're clearly like, I don't know, like 14, 15 feet tall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, they're like driving tanks versus like being in a skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, it's not, you know, it's, yeah, it's not fucking um, like towering what, over cities. Yeah. It's not like f- raising over skyscrapers, but it is like pilotable, right? Like it's twice yeah. the size of a normal human. And all the humans in the show, as we established, are seven feet tall. So clearly. they are 14 <laughs> they feet tall. Be. That's a substantial bot, though. <laughs> For um, any of my shoujo stands out there, um, their legs look exactly like the legs. And one of my favorite animes called Special A. And we're going to give this show a special A. Uh, but you know, I really a love a the plus. fights that they have in like the fight between Lancelot. Uh, well, like obviously uh, Suzuku and Lancelot and Lelouch in the, I forget what the new models were called. But you know, you have that fight set to that awesome harpsichord music, which the I mean. Awesome harpsichord music. In general, let's talk about the music of Kogeas, Lelouch of the Rebellion. I am so excited. So let's talk about our OP and ED. So our OP is Colors by Flow. Lauren, tell me what you thought of that OP. It was super fun, very upbeat. It definitely got me pumped and hyped for the anime that I was watching. It did that thing where we didn't have one until the end of episode one, and then it, you know, played at the beginning of episode two. So I was just waiting for it to to come, and uh, it was worth the wait. So PJ and I do this like nerdy game a lot where they'll play like one second of a song and you have to guess the song. So we do that with a lot of like anime openings. And I swear anytime this song would come on, PJ would be like, wow, this song is so fucking good. And then we would like, what is it? And it's like, oh, it's the the OP for Code Geass. And we're like, damn. This slaps so hard and then immediately forget until we see it in a different list. (laughs) (laughs) We're like, God damn it. Right. It's the good song. Right. Yeah. It's the good one. 
it has such a like 70s kind of like flair to it that I just I fucking love it so much. It's such a good time. I think a it is great time. such a good song. Like I love this OP. I think it is great. Mm-hmm. I do think it's like a weird choice for the anime. Yeah. I do too. In what way? <laughs> I just, In what way? I mean, like it's like da 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 da, and then you just see and, and like, and then it's just like people being gunned down in the streets. <laughs> And then like, and then it's just like, oh, wow, oh, 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 and then you just see like fucking uh, civilians being tortured for being Japanese. Like, it's like <laughs> the, the, <laughs> the connection is weird to me, you know, like, I feel like this needed like a more serious oh, OP. God. Sure. But I also like think that maybe as part of it is again playing into that dichotomy because the OP and the ED are so opposite each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I still mean, think okay. it's great. I just feel like this is like an OP for an action adventure anime and not yeah. a like psychological warfare mecha anime well, with like genocide sure. and stuff. That's the <laughs> psychological part. Like well, what yeah, you said yeah, exactly. is the duality. The visuals are like what Lelouch is saying and then the tone of the song is his classmates just like dancing around in the student council <laughs> uh, alright so then let's move to the outro which as I mentioned is very different the outro is Yukio Shishunka which means chivalrous youth song by Ali Project Lauren, what did you think of that outro? I have never heard anything like this song before, and it was so cool. Like from the second it started playing, I it instantly had my attention. And um, the visuals were great too, but like the song just slaps. It's so good. Um, Skylar is a huge fan of Holly Project. Ugh, ugh. I can see why, because this is... It was incredible. I loved um, this one. It was an episode you were not on, obviously, uh, but they did the OP for, and I mean, you know the song a little bit. You definitely heard it because I know Skylar was consulting with you when she was struggling with it because mm-hmm. it, they sing the <laughs> intro to uh, for the anime Another, which mm-hmm. we did, which we recorded that episode with Dom. I remember this because I was driving Skylar home and she was like, just tell me who you think could be the artist for this song. And I listened to it and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> this is... So- so literally so uh when i was watching the episodes and um the ending came on i was just like oh, oh, oh another oh another. i was so excited and the whole time i was just like i literally cannot stop i mean like if the op for another was more cohesive that's what this is mm-hmm. yes i agree because another's is like three different songs mixed into one but I this remember, is just yeah. the last third of the another op <laughs> oh it's so I was good trying to i was trying so hard to not to avoid what i listed 
which I did. I successfully did that this time. So no Gwen Stefani. With I was going to say, um, you know, what? Pretty, it's pretty easy to not pick Gwen Stefani, which was a bad choice last time. <laughs> <laughs> I, that was my suggestion. I was like, vocally, maybe. But that's it. That's all I got. So that's my fault. But you know what? We already talked about Skylar's bad choice of Gwen Stefani last time. Let's talk about our choices <laughs> this time and talk about my very bad choices. As we move into oh. our segment, what modern or contemporary artist do you think would have done a good job with these anime intros and outros? Lauren, why don't you kick us off with colors? This one was hard for me because it has such a distinct but also vaguely familiar sound. And um, their horn section in particular really reminded me of little talks from Of Mice and Men. <laughs> But I did not end up going with them. I ended up going with um, Vinyl Theater, their song Love You to Death. Yeah, this is a very good choice. Thank you. Yeah, I like it. I went into a different direction. Like, I didn't. I didn't expect something so modern. Sure. Um, no, I'm pretty sure you both did a way better job oh, than I did. Let's not say things oh. like that. Um, so obviously, I think <laughs> I. So I think Final Theater does a really good job. I I think it's obviously a little. It's like a just like a more modern take on that same style of music. Most definitely. But um, I think it captures a lot of the same energies. Um, but I think I. So I like my choice, but I think it's like, what if we played colors at like 0.5 speed? is my choice <laughs> um so i don't think it's that great um so i went with the real by busty in the bass i definitely like the use of horn i like also yes. was trying to find a lot of horn that was so rough to try to find it but you you found it i like this i think this is a good match yeah, it's you should have more confidence. Well, but you have to admit, right? It's a lot slower. Oh it is, yeah, it is slower, sure. But they could play I a think faster vocally, song. Vocally, Busty and the Bass has like a good voice match, uh, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to make sure I found something with horns. Like I found a lot of songs I liked, but without the horns, it just felt wrong to me. Very right. much so. I'm well, curious to hear Skylar's. I'm very curious to hear Skylar's. <laughs> um, so when I first like really listened to the song, like I'd have listened to it a few times because I was just grooving too hard. But yeah, there's so much horn in this. And I was like, oh, I'm expecting Lelouch to be wearing, you know, like a white jumpsuit, a lot of marabou feathers. Like it really gave me kind of like disco, like early 70s or like disco 70s vibes, but like more low key, like. I I struggled because this sounds like something and I can't figure it out. So mine is also like slower, um, but I went with The Lighthouse, uh, their song Pretty Lady. But I don't think it's that bad. I no. see what you were going for. It's yeah. obviously not like the strongest choice, but, but like they had I the see horns? what you were going for. Like I feel yeah. like if you were playing like the ooh, whoa, whoa part alongside this, like that would be such a perfect match. That's it. A lot yeah. of the rest mm-hmm. of it, not so much, but like I see where you locked it on, you know, and that's yes. all that matters. Yeah. Right. I, I like this choice. I really, I don't think it's as bad as you're thinking it is, Skyler. All right. So let's move on to our outro, which is Chivalrous Youth Song. Lauren, who did you pick for that? I could not find the perfect match for this one. I don't one. think there is a perfect match. I want to be clear. <laughs> it was. Agreed. I think I just landed on the best one that I could find. Um, I ended up get going with The Nearly Deads, uh, their song My Evil Ways. I don't think this is bad. I just, I don't see a lot of the elements that I feel like are really prevalent in Chivalrous Youth Song. I agree. Yeah, I feel like it's a lot more melodic and this is like a lot more metal. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Um, but I appreciate you went with like a more goth sounding. You know, the woman. big problem with this song is it's very like gothic opera, but no gothic opera is fast. So right. it's yeah, hard it's to find slow. anything that matches this well because it is almost like a genre into itself because it matches into several different genres. I mean, like gothic opera is the genre. Project Ali even has an album called Gothic Opera. Like, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> But they're just such a unique sound in that space that it's hard to find something that matches them. So I I just struggled to not... There's a song that's been stuck in my head for Project Ali for a while. And I feel like Scott Skyler maybe knows where I'm going with this, with Ali Project. And I, it's not the right choice. I want to be so clear. But what I love about this song and every Ali Project song is that it's so haunting. Mm-hmm. And it really just like puts you in this very like, almost like creepy mind space. Oh, yeah. And I don't think this is the right choice, but I think the energy that it's presenting is the right hide and seek by Liz Robinette. Agree. It is very haunting and it does stick with you. I think, you know, again, if this was like a little faster, I think it would be the perfect choice. But since Gothic opera is slower, um, this is a really good choice. Definitely better than mine. Um, despite how much I love the song and how much I had it playing last night, I couldn't get over just like the lack of, uh, you know, voice match. But I do sincerely love it. And you probably... I think tone match is good, but the voice match isn't. Yeah. I think you did a better job than I did. So I went with a song called Come To Me by a band called Incubus Succubus with K's, not C's. I think the instrumental of this song is a great match. I completely agree. Nothing else is. Which is fine, right? Because again, I think the thing is, we just you just can't find something like Ali Project. They're very unique. Yeah, I think this well, is. I, I think the vocals with... are like uh, a musical that came out two years after Phantom of the Opera, trying to really hard to capitalize on Phantom <laughs> of the Opera. It's the vibe I get from this song. I don't think you've landed. I don't think I landed. I don't think Lauren landed. I don't think any of us landed. Ali Project keeps beating us none of us landed a good choice when we did uh fucking another another um none of us landed a good choice here ali project undefeated (laughs) yep um okay so that said that is the end of our music round great great choices for colors and then we and then then we talked through yukio shishunka (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all of that said uh i think this is where we're going to take a quick break to watch some additional clips some additional context and get lauren's closing thoughts on the anime so we'll be right back stay tuned All right, we're back. We are Lord watching additional clips, some additional context, some additional gayasses, some additional <laughs> uh, mecha fights, mm. some additional political intrigues. And after all of that, Lauren, I just want to ask, you know, this this show, again, has a lot of very heavy things. You see the characters do a lot of very bad things, but mm-hmm. with very complicated reasonings behind them. And you see kind of how the evolution and progression of this revolution goes. Mm-hmm. So throughout all of that, obviously, this is a very well beloved anime. But you know, it doesn't that doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have those same feelings. Maybe the you know the vi- the violence is too strong. Maybe that moral ambiguity is a little too f- towing the line for you. But we won't know until we ask you the question, Lauren. Would you keep watching Code Geass: The Lush of the Rebellion? This is a pretty violent show. It's a pretty heavy show in terms of the content that it's covering, but it brings up a lot of really good points about, you know, flaws in society and how 
change doesn't come from wanting things to be different. Change comes from people doing something about it. Yeah, no, I would. I'm going to keep watching this one. This is uh, I can see why it's beloved. It's really cool. I enjoyed it a lot. You absolutely love to see it. A kawaii success to kick off Mecha Month. Yay! What more could you want? It's a great anime. Yeah. Tell me, who was your favorite character throughout it? Uh, Suzaku was my favorite from the beginning. Oh, I see that for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Skylar. <laughs> no, he's great. <laughs> he is great. Yeah, I love him. Who are your guys' favorites? I know you're um, getting Nick knee deep in this one. Uh, um, Lelouch. Yeah, it's Lelouch, mm. hands down. I think Lelouch is one of the most like engaging protagonists in all of anime. Sure. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I really and again, like I like I love Death Note so much, and it's what I love about Death Note is that Light is such a hateable but also just understandable protagonist yes because you know he is the bad guy he actually is so you're following the protagonist who you don't like but you're forced to follow their journey and it's a very fascinating thing and i love what i love about this is that you have that same moral ambiguity but you really do like lelouch and you do want him to succeed because he has that intelligence that bravado that power without the sociopathy essentially of a light yagami (laughs) right yeah yeah absolutely i mean a lot of like light is fueled by indifference and boredom one is like god complex right and lelouch doesn't lelouch has like a martyr complex more than a god complex very much so yeah completely agree so yeah i agree with skylar lelouch best boy best boy Uh, Mm -hmm. but also suzuku and also i want them to kiss so i want them to kiss so so in love they're clearly yeah, so they're in love. They're clearly in love. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So all of that said, we have your thoughts, a quiet success of the book, your favorite character. Seems like there's only one thing left to do. It's time for Is There an MV for That? AMV, anime music videos. Is there an MV for that? All right, Lauren, you know the rules. Give me your song and artist for Code Geass, Lelouch of the Rebellion. So I, um, not to toot my own horn, but I think this one is a pretty good song choice. I just really hope that someone else out there got the vibe that this is a really good song choice. Because <laughs> it's like, I think it's really good. I ended up going with Viva La Vida by oh, Coldplay. I can tell you that it exists because I have watched that AMV. Oh, really? It's of course it's a phenomenal choice. Oh, thank you, thank you. Uh, yeah, uh, Viva La Vida by Coldplay is a great choice for Code Geass, and of course it exists. And that is three points in the book to yes. kick off Mecha Month. I don't even oh, have to hell. do any research. Wow, yes. what a great, great job! Thank you so much. So, Lauren, do you think there is an AMV for Code Geass for Evanescence? Bring me to life. My Evanescence is saying, of course there is. There's got to be oh, at yeah. least a dozen. There's like right. a bajillion of oh, them. Yeah, There's so yeah, many. Yeah. So many. It, it, makes, it just makes so much sense. It does. It makes sense. It's so well known and beloved by so many people. Of course, it's going to get Bring Me to Life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's totally, true. totally exists. Uh, so that is four points in the book. Yeah. Kick off uh, Mecha Month. Wow. You absolutely love to see it. Just like I hope you loved seeing this anime since it was a kawaii success. Thank you, Lauren, as always, for going on this journey with us. Thank Thank you for teaching me so much about language and Mecca. (laughs) Uh, Mecca, the Muslim holy land. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. 
Oh um, my gosh, actually. <laughs> oh no. But all that said, I'm glad you had a good time watching Code Geass. I hope you had a good time, a fun time. Gay robot time. You know, a lots of gay pilots in mecha anime time. Good for them. You know what? I'm just going to gas you into believing that I came up with a bunch of these and they were all really good time. <laughs> oh, you're going to gaya? You gay need direct eye contact. You know what? Can I, actually, can I say real quick? I think the actual pronunci- pronunciation of gas is gas, but in the anime they call it gas, and I think most fans probably know it, know it as gas, so I'm sorry. Is this entire time you've been like, why the fuck are they saying code gas instead of code gas? <laughs> um, but you know what? It's better than when I first saw this anime exist and I was like, code geese. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> Not code geese. <laughs> Hong Kong. Hong Kong. All right. Until the... Code Geese. And a a Hong Kong time for Code Geese time. (laughs) But until next time, we hope your wait isn't a kawaii (laughs) disappointment. I've been PJ. I've been Skylar. I've been Lauren. Hong Kong, motherfuckers. (laughs) Bye, everyone. (laughs) Goodbye. Goodbye.